learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, Season 5, Episode 17. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Kern Cherry. Kern Cherry is a speaker, coach, entrepreneur, author, and collaborator. Some of her topics are how to put butts in the seats, how to raise funds for your event and conference, turning connections into major collaborations, how to get the most out of your conference booth, and many more. She is the owner of PRN Home Care, which is 22 years old. She's vested over 30 years in the healthcare field and holds a degree in occupational therapy. She is the co-founder and director of Success Women's Conference, which produced over 1,100 participants in 2019. She is the host and executive producer of Unwrinkled Heart Caregivers Journeys. She is a co-author in two anthologies, Women Inspiring Nations, Volume 2, Success Must Be Taken, and Unboxed. Mrs. Kern will be starting her new podcast, K-Connections, this year. Mrs. Kern is a community activist who engages in developing community activities such as Bless Girls Rock and the creator of the Ripe Conference, Resources, Information, and Planning for the Elderly. She sits on numerous boards, Girl Scout State Board, Rebecca's House, Mental Health Association, Lighthouse Business and Professional Women, and other organizations. She encourages women to network to increase their net while building relationships that can lead to major collaborations. She often says, when one door closes, go to the next door. If that door is closed, go around to the back. If that one is closed, create your own, but never give up. Mrs. Cherry has been featured twice in Essence Magazine. Once as the Comeback Queen, she received numerous awards and recognition. She recently was recognized as one of the top 50 leading businesswomen in Mississippi in the Governor's Give Award for Outstanding Achievement and Empowerment Initiatives. Mrs. Cherry and her husband and business partner, Dennis, are also the proud parents of three successful children. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Kern Cherry. Okay, so Kern, welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Nicole. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. You're welcome. So I read your bio and I want to say kudos to you for your over two decades in entrepreneurship and also your many accolades to go along with your journey. I think that's really impressive. And I also like that you didn't just stop at entrepreneurship for yourself, but you're also taking what you learned to help other people be successful as entrepreneurs as well. I think that's really awesome and very much needed. 
Yeah, I think it's your responsibility to help pull others with you. So I think just in general, if you're not giving back, you're really not doing your job. Okay, thanks for that. And I do agree with that. All right, so are you ready to talk about leadership? Yes, ma'am. All right, so I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Fred? I think there's a leader in every person. I really do. I feel like a lot of times we are called to lead. A lot of times we are forced to lead. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just step up. So I do feel like everybody has that in them to take the step and to take charge. Yes, thanks for that. And I like how you broke that into categories because I do agree. Sometimes you're called, like you said, sometimes you're forced, whether you like it or not. And then sometimes you take on the initiative and step up and do it yourself. So I like that those different categories there. Yep, exactly. It's important that you recognize it. And sometimes we really don't want to accept that that's what we're called to do. And giving you an example, just like in the ministry role, Many people, they realize that they have the gift and the ability, but they're afraid or they don't want to do it. Maybe they feel like it's not their time. But I can honestly say, if God has his hands on you to do that, you will do it one way or another. So (laughs) it's coming. So, yes, I do believe in that. Okay. All right. So, Kern, can you let us know when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? I think for me, and like I said, a lot of people, a lot of times you don't, you see the opportunities, but sometimes it's, you know, fear can hold you back. So Mm -hmm. it is really a process of you accepting your leadership role. And I found that in my field, working in healthcare. There were many times where I saw there were situations where somebody needed to step up and be an account for things that were missing. In healthcare, there's always something missing. (laughs) So that being said, I decided early on that I needed to take the challenge and do something in my community. One of the things that I did that I have done is to become a resource to others, particularly caregivers. I find that a lot of caregivers call and they don't know where to start. Uh, They get frustrated. They have no other avenue. So therefore, they keep searching. And for me, as a professional and a caregiver as well, because I do take care of my mom, I find that that can be a long journey. And a lot of people think they're on the journey alone, and they're really not. So Years ago, I started a conference called Right Resource Information Planning for the Elderly. And therefore, from that, I actually did a TV show, started a TV show as well. I've done a resource guide and all types of things. And that's just one of the things that I've stepped up. The other thing is when I'm volunteering on boards and committees, I find a lot of people do not want to step up to help raise money uh, for the organizations. Uh, boards that I sent on. So some of them, there are a lot of calls for, we need a fundraising chair. So in many of those cases, I have stepped up and led the way and got the process started so that we could raise money, particularly for organizations like uh, one of the boards I sent on is Rebecca House, and it's the only 
home on the coast for the homeless families that serve the whole family. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't realize that there are a lot of homeless shelters do not take teenage boys. They don't let the husband and wife live together. And in that process, I realized, hey, I need to be a part of this and we need to raise money. We don't need to watch the doors close because there have been many times where the facility has been on the verge of closure. So we have to step up and raise the money. So there have been many occasions where I've stepped up and said, I'll lead the fundraising. And then everybody else comes on board behind that. So, yeah. There's many, many times that I've done, had to step up and lead. Okay, thanks for that. So I guess in a summary, I would say like your, you saw your leadership take shape when you saw different gaps and different voids in the community and you decided to step up and fix it, basically is what I heard you say. Yeah, and particularly another instance is when, for the women here on the Gulf Coast, and there are a lot of powerful and uh, really women doing things down here, going unrecognized, not really being uh, recognized over men at their jobs, but they're the one quietly doing the work behind the scenes. And so (laughs) one of those situations I've been on is uh, Lighthouse Business and Professional Women. I've been the president several times and the membership chair several times. And particularly one year, we almost you know, it all, we almost had to close it because nobody wanted to step up and be the president. And of course, I had already been the president a couple of times. So again, in a situation where I had to call the lead because that organization recognizes women all over the coast for their leadership roles, for the community work they do. And I know people don't think folks need pats on their back, but they do. Mm-hmm. And you have to do things that allow people to be recognized. And sometimes the sacrifice might mean that you're going to have to give up some of your time to make that happen. And for that organization that's been here over 60-something years, I could not sit by and watch it dissolve in just a matter of, of months, you know. And so that being said, of course, I had to took me a few years, but I had to find some replacements and some ladies that were also leaders to step up and take the challenge to lead the organization in a, in a different direction. So many occasions, I guess, in that way, particularly for me, women are a big part of my passionate work that I do because I feel like there are just so many that don't get recognized. And there are so many organizations that exists that recognize men right off the bat, but they don't necessarily recognize women. And because a lot of women are in lower paying jobs over men, there are a lot of women that don't get recognized. And so we even started, uh, and my, my church, uh, and then my first lady there, and, and the church team there started an uh, organization called Blessed Girls Rock. Because there are a lot of people that do church work and (laughs) they also do community work Mm -hmm. and they still go unrecognized. So that was another organization that I was on the founding team and I actually chaired that for 
over five years just to make sure that women were being recognized for not just their community work, but also the, the work that they do in the church. So, yeah, it's kind of a passion of mine that I kind of take on and do as well. I love that. Thanks for that. And I love the stepping in as well as helping to build others and recognize others as well. That's definitely something that's needed. And it's definitely a leadership trait and characteristic. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Karen, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? Well, for me, I would say number one is integrity. I think that people need to be able to trust you. As a leader, for somebody to follow you, they got to have a sense that they can trust following you. So to me, that and honesty, and as I said before earlier, a true leader knows to pull people with them. Mm -hmm. So particularly for people of color, I know we, a lot of times you hear people say, well, why didn't this group recognize our people? Why, why don't they do this for us? And we are responsible to pull up our own as well. Mm -hmm. And I often challenge leaders and sometimes it may sound a little hostile, but uh, <laughs> I'll do it in groups. And when I, when I see that people are in leadership roles, but they're not really pulling other people with them. If you're a leader of an organization and they're a board position, you should be recommending people to lead that board. And if they're, if they're missing people of color and you are a person of color, it's your responsibility to also reach out and pull other people forward. And don't always pick people that act like you. In order for an organization to grow, it needs diversity in all sense, mm-hmm. not just color, but in people's style. And so I feel like that's a, a leadership flaw. Some people only draw and pull people that actually fit what they're looking for. And that's not necessarily going to help an organization to grow at its best. And that is biggest. And I find that with a lot of different organizations. I can name some, but I'm not because people, you know them. <laughs> As the Bible says, you will know them by their fruits. Uh, and you will. Yeah. And I always say, don't be afraid to lead. You know, leaders, true leaders will eventually step up. Initially, if it's your first time, you may have some fear. But after that, you'll start recognizing opportunity to lead. And a true leader knows that being in a leadership role allows you to help develop others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that is important. Those are characteristics that a good leader should always have. They should always be. They're very disciplined, structured people. Not saying that they don't have flaws. All leaders have flaws. Nobody's perfect unless your name is Jesus. And so that being said, they're not perfect, but they do recognize opportunities to lead and to help others as well. Okay. Thanks for that. I love that. And, you know, just to hone in on, you know, what I heard to be, to me, the overarching topic is don't forget about the followers or don't forget about those behind you. Don't just 
go off as a lone star, so to say, you know, and and get your life together and lead your life successfully and forget to help the others that may be watching you, that may be coming behind you, that may need that mentor or, you know, someone in the place that they want to be in to to help them out or to show them the way. And I do agree with you that a lot of leaders sometimes forget that and and overlook that, which is if you don't have people behind you are you, how effective of a leader are you if you're just going along, so. Exactly, exactly. So I think I challenge people to go out and volunteer. And when they volunteer, that they look for leadership opportunities. Don't just get on a board to be on a board, but participate in the board. And when a leadership opportunity comes up, step up to that leadership opportunity because it's not enough to be a volunteer and it's not enough to be on a board of directors. It's being an active part of those organizations that make you a true leader. You know, anybody can get their name on something. If you craft it right or write it correctly, you can do that. A true leader is eventually going to want to be in this position of leadership to where they're leading, whether it's to put that in perspective, you may start as a secretary. Well, if you're a secretary on the board, you're still in a leadership position, mm-hmm. you know, and as you grow to the president position, which is, the, uh, of course, the head position of leadership, just keep in mind, like I said before, there are other people that may not be recognized and may not see the leadership leader inside themselves. So make sure to help people to recognize that. But definitely take the position of doing, not just existing. Okay, thanks for that. I love what you said as far as like stepping up, right? Because I think a lot of times we may wait for people to recognize us or wait for people to give us the opportunity when sometimes you have to find the gap yourself, find the opportunity. And like you said, volunteer as opposed to waiting for someone mm-hmm. to call you because you may wait and, and, and never get called. But it doesn't mean that you don't have something valuable to offer. So you have to put yourself out there. Exactly. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. But Kern, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? So I'm assuming you asked me, have I failed before? Many times. <laughs> <laughs> many, many, many times. If you look, uh, that's an article that I was in called, uh, it was uh, in Essence magazine called Comeback Queen. And that's because I had already run at least three businesses. And yes, they didn't necessarily go forward or last forever. Like I had an adult daycare center. I did it for a couple of years and it was a failure in the sense that I felt like the community was not ready for it. Mm -hmm. And so I had to make a major decision to let it go because it was bleeding dry my other business, which is our home care business. And so we felt like it was time to move on. But it was a lesson that I learned from that, what people were looking for from that. I've kind of, and I tell this in one of my other stories about my conference called Right. I had uh, ran that for six years and I got real frustrated when one of my 
partners decided that they wanted to do the conference themselves, so they took it for themselves, and they were deceptive about it. And um, that year, I felt like a failure because I didn't listen to my other partner in the conference who had kind of warned me. And a lot of the um, vendors that were there that year were complaining and whining. And then I just decided to just leave it aside. I was, you know, I'm just going to put this aside and and let it lay here. And people kept saying, you can't do that. And I kind of felt like, I'm like, well, you know what? I just feel like I failed. I made a mistake, made the wrong judgment call, and it's time to move on. Well, from that, I learned, because I'm very persistent and very stubborn at the same time, I learned some things from that failure, what not to do. Be careful in your agreements with your partnerships. I learned a lot about how to expand the conference. So now we have Success Women's Conference, which I do with my other partner, Dorothy Wilson and Tiffany Bell. And we actually started that. That conference almost started at the same level where I ended my caregiver conference. So that conference was averaging 600 people where success started off with over 525 people. And now we're at literally 1,100 plus people in attendance at the conference. And that's because I learned a lot of things along the way that did not work, that did not protect us, and just, you know, other things that I could have done better overall. You know, at that conference, I kept saying that at the caregiver conference, what can I do to grow this? When I got to success, teaming up with the right person, uh, partnering with the right person, I was able also to see how I can grow it as well. So I was able to take my natural skills and enhance it to grow the conference even bigger. So uh, failure is um, a learning tool. Mm-hmm. If you see it from uh, what it really helps you to do, which is to grow, and instead of seeing it as something that held you back or something to be depressed about, which you can get a little depressed when you, you're not accomplishing a major goal or, or any goal that you thought you should be successful at. So I learned a lot from that. And as a leader, I learned that you can't wait for somebody to give you something. So one of the things from the caregiver conference that I learned from the people who actually took the idea, they just called it business. It was just business to them. And to me, it was personal because it was something I was doing to help develop others. So I let it become more personal than business. And I didn't nurture the business side. Had I done both, I could have just taken that all to another level. That being said, I'll be doing that conference again in 2020. It's just I'll do it in a different manner. So it's a learning curve and it's something that you need to take and grow from. Okay. Thanks for that. And I do agree that failure is about the lessons, about learning from the experiences and figuring out how to come back better and sharper and wiser the next time around. So thank you for sharing that. Okay. So Kern, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? 
Oh, it's definitely going to be. It's harder for women. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I feel like the system has always catered to a male-dominated world. I do feel like as women, sometimes we hinder ourselves because we don't see the opportunity to pull each other up, to mm. collaborate together, to better our opportunities. We admire, we, a lot of women actually admire what men are doing, and I do too, because one thing I like about what men do is that they just do it. They yeah. don't ponder over things a long time. They don't overanalyze or overthink it. They're like, okay, this is what I want to do. It may not work out. And they don't even think about that it may not work out. They just go ahead and do it. And if it fails, hey, you know, some of them don't deal with it well. But a lot of men are like, okay, that was that's on that side. That's the past. I'm doing this now. And they keep going until they're successful. You know, success is something that has to be taken. We're always waiting for somebody to give it to us, pat us on the back. My husband reminds me all the time. He says, uh, you women, a lot of times we won't move lateral. We're never thinking upward. You know, we're always thinking, let's just do what we did last year, just a little bit better, but not really better. I want to do this. A man is always thinking, well, I'm not all men, but a lot of times they're thinking next level. If it's a business to make money, then you should be focused on making money as your top priority and putting everything else in order. Where women were thinking the nurturing type mindset. And a lot of times, and I'm not saying all women, never get me wrong. There are some women that are aggressive, they're go getters, and they go get it, you know. <laughs> so they have a different mindset. So we need to learn to collaborate, network, come together, connect with each other, and learn to build together. And again, like I said before, don't be afraid to pull each other up and don't worry about somebody getting it before you get it. You yes. Know? And that's in anything. That's positioning at a job or your business or getting business. You can succeed at the same time. And if they get theirs first, be happy for them. Mm-hmm. You know, be happy for the other person. Your blessings are always on the other side. It's coming your way. So, yeah, I think women, but I do think a lot of times we get passed over. And it is some of it is that we're not being aggressive. We're not asking. We're waiting for somebody to give it to us. Mm. Nobody's going to give it to you. Success must be taken. Okay. Thank you for that. That reminds me of instead of waiting for a seat at the table, build your own table. And I I love what you said about your husband's advice as far as don't think lateral, think next level. I love that. That, that is, That's awesome. Yeah, one of my favorite saying I tell people, because years ago, there was a, a person that we worked for, and he always, he would tell my husband and I, no matter what I see, y'all find a way to, to be successful. You know, if that's not working, you do something else. And I'm like, yes. And so I tell people, go to the door and go through the door. And if the person doesn't let you through, go around the back and knock, find another way around. And if that doesn't work, create your own door. And that's how you can be successful. Never waiting on somebody else, creating your own opportunities. That 
a lot of times is what you need to do. So you see it all the time, but a lot of people are waiting. So I say create your own. Yes, thank you for that. Okay, so productivity is a hot topic right now, Mm -hmm. as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Kern, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Well, I tell you one that I noticed. (laughs) I just went, you know, going through and putting on conferences and, and heading up a lot of different organizations. I tell people to look at what you're scheduling. So a lot of times we get, particularly women, I think, we overbook ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we'll have, I can find myself going to meeting after meeting after meeting. And I'm like, you did not give yourself any downtime to actually accomplish anything. So I tell people to make sure you schedule, use a scheduler. I know a lot of people have gone to the digital scheduling and putting it in their phone and and hoping that the reminder goes off to remind them. I'm a combination of a visual learner and I like to hear and see. So I always tell people, don't be afraid to write your meetings down and don't be afraid to turn down some things. And when I say meetings, I'm not just talking about at your work, you know, whether it's doing things in the afternoon with your, your kids and Sometimes as parents, we kind of overschedule that as well. Could be some chamber meetings and networking and all that type of stuff. Budget your time. If you got five meetings on one day, that's not going to be a productive day. No matter how, (laughs) no matter what those meetings are related to, a lot of times because if you're in a meeting after meeting after meeting, a tip is look and see what's really important either reschedule those other meetings, postpone them, or cancel, or have somebody else go in. I do have to say some of my other friends are great delegators, and they have learned to, you know, pass that off to somebody else. So for people like me, I always tell people, learn to delegate a little bit more and put people around you that you can trust that will get the job done. Okay, thanks for that. And I do agree with you. It's funny, one of the previous episodes from this season actually mentioned the same thing as far as basically we can't be everything for everyone. We can't be in every place at every time. And it's important for our own personal well-being, mental well-being. And for us to, like you said, schedule accordingly so that we can show up full and show up in excellence and we can be who we need to be at all times and we have to schedule our times accordingly or schedule ourselves accordingly in order to do that efficiently. So I totally agree. I find that men, again, I think men do that better than women because we try to do everything. And my husband always asks me, are you afraid that you're going to just miss something? (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing going on and you're not going to miss a thing. And I'll tell you, i give you an example. My, um, we traveled a lot with my two youngest, my daughters, who played tennis on a national level. So we traveled all the time, three or four times a week. And I was always concerned that we were going to miss the business calls because our business run 24-7 and something was going to happen. It's amazing when God is in it, your phone doesn't even ring. 
It's never wrong. When we mm. were out of town, it's like it would ring on the way home, but it would not ring while we were out. And that told me we have to rely on the fact that things are going to go well if we would just let it go. Give yes. it to somebody else. Let somebody else do that. Let somebody else head that. And I know my partner with my our conference success tells me that all the time. Current, pass that on to somebody else on the team and let them do it because you're better at this, that, and this. And you don't need to have your hands down, down in the, the lower levels. You need to let other people who are willing to do it and are good at it. And so that is something that we have to remember. You're not missing anything. The same thing with going to meetings and networking and all that stuff. You will find that you didn't miss anything. Probably would have been a waste of your time. and You'd have been angry anyway. So take the time <laughs> to be focused on yourself. And trust me. I've had some health experience where I've had to realize that I can't do everything I used to do. And I probably should have never did it. I should have never had myself scheduled and present here and all this stuff. And, and to what? You know, you get a health issue that you have a lifetime that you probably could have avoided had you not uh, stretched yourself so thin. So budget your time wisely. Okay. Thanks for that. And I do agree. I do agree. Okay, so Kern, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? So bless my leadership. I've had many. I've been fortunate enough to be in some positions where last year, Lisa Nichols coming to the conference as Cheryl Wood is another one where her being at success the year that she came 2017 actually literally changed our conference. We were running as a women's conference with about 650 women. But after that conference, the attitude from the women during the conference was, I feel like I can do anything. And so from success, I've been blessed enough to see women take the next step, feel like the conference actually blessed them in a way that they would have never got if they were not at that conference. I've seen women go and and start their own business, expand their business, get clients at a higher level. It's been, let's say success really has been a blessing to me. Last year, early on in that year, I actually had an episode where I almost died twice. Never let anybody tell you that a nosebleed won't kill you because it almost killed me. I bled out probably a liter and a half of blood. That being said, that should have been my worst year. But from that experience, I realized that life is literally short and can go in minutes. In minutes, you could be gone off the face of this earth. So sitting in a meeting that year, we talked about Lisa Nichols, the international motivational speaker, and I had told my husband before I left, I said, We're, we just cannot afford Lisa. And I, I got to the meeting and, and the committee, my, our team had already decided to book Lisa. And, you know, for me, that was like, wow, we're really taking the next step. But God told me that he would take care of me. And from that day, I have walked in my abilities and gift 
which is uh, raising money for conferences and events. And it literally has each year now has just gone to another level, being able to do that. And it's allowed me to be able to help other people do that as well. So I would say the conference itself has been a real blessing business-wise. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for, I guess, just showing how, you know, like our, sometimes we put limits on ourselves that we shouldn't put on ourselves. And like you said, you have to just kind of relinquish that control and, and pull from those around you, you know, because you didn't think that you could get Lisa, but your team was already moving forward. Your team was like, no, isn't isn't an answer, you know? So Like, I love that, you know, having those people that, yeah, you may be doubtful, but as long as you have a good group around you, you know, and then allowing yourself to just to see the impossible happen, that is indeed a blessing. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, Kern, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? The best advice I've received from a leader. I would say recently I was talking to um, Dr. Iyana Benzant at our conference and, and she came up to me because she was watching us behind the scenes and she made a comment. She came to me and she said, you have to take care of yourself first. And I was thinking, I'm like, well, how did she even know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she said, you know, she said, you ladies have done a wonderful job and you put on a wonderful conference. But if you do not take care of yourself, I mean, really, what is it all for? And then she gave me some advice on my intake, water, and that health advice. You know, just little tips that she saw. She actually told me some things that I, I should take as well. But for a leader like that, to take time and to come up to me and, and express a concern, that to me meant a lot because she didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have to say anything. She could have just sat and waited for her turn to go on the stage and leave. But she felt compelled to come to me and say, I need you to understand that you need to take care of yourself. And I think that's a big thing for women. It's one of the reasons why I do do a lot of the things that I do. It's not just the Success Women's Conference with the caregiver things that I do because I feel like as women, we put ourselves last. Mm-hmm. We are always last. If, if you had a, a plate that was split up and you had it divided into kids, work, and husband, and yourself, and your, your parents, you would eat everything else on that plate. And then, of course, you're going to be last. You're not going to be first. But as they say on the airplane, when you get ready to take off, put your mask on first. Mm-hmm. Put your mask on first because you can't save anybody or help anybody else. If you don't put your mask on, you're going to be gone before anybody else. So that being said, as a leader, I just, for me, sitting there, I was like, wow, I really, I have to be reminded myself that I have to take care of myself. So I tell other people, do that. Take care of yourself. Because if you're not here, it doesn't really matter. You know, when you're gone, you're gone. And literally, you're gone. And so the Bible says we are a breath 
to God. We're just a breath. We're, when we go, we go. So get your life straight. Take care of yourself. And when you take care of yourself, then you take care of others. So that's my little tip. Okay. Thank you for that. And I, I do agree. We have to focus on us if we want to be anything else for anyone else. Okay. So you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? I feel good. I hope I did well. Uh, I hope I did. You did great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I like that interview. Like I said, the questions were different for me because, you know, typically on a um, podcast, you get a standard group of questions that people like to ask. And I, it's always good when people come at it from a different direction so that you can share different parts of how you think and hopefully help some other people along the way. Yes, definitely. You're welcome. Okay, so I want to thank you again for being our guest on She Leads Podcast, Mm -hmm. Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and or ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? Yes. So I want to remind people that our Success Women's Conference for 2020 will be September the 17th through the 19th in Biloxi, Mississippi. So you can go to our website at successconference.info. Also, you can go to my website at kerncherry.com. And I actually am uh, launching my um, training session on butts in the seats and teaching people how to raise money for their events. I find that a lot of speakers, coaches, the one thing that they don't do well is putting butts in the room. And that is something that I have done for many years now. And of course, raising funds as well. So you can go to my website at currentcherry.com. Or you can contact me. My phone number is 228-239-1867. I'm a speaker coach and always available. And look to my podcast and some other things that I'll be doing as well. Okay. Thank you, Kern. We appreciate your insight today. All right. Thank you. I really enjoyed this interview with Kern, and I hope you did as well. I agree with Kern's viewpoint on the necessity to step up and seek opportunities. As Kern stated, we cannot wait for someone to give us something. We must go out and get what we desire ourselves. To effectively do this, we cannot be afraid to lead and take the challenges that come our way. We have to be tenacious and understand that our first second, third, or whichever attempt may not work. However, we must push and press on if we want to achieve our goals. A quote by an unknown author reads, step up to the challenge, believe in yourself, and do what it takes. Right now is a great time to start. I admire Kern's longevity as an entrepreneur her ability to pivot and expand, as well as her awareness of the lessons that each endeavor has taught her. 
being crowned the comeback queen by Essence Magazine definitely solidifies her tenacity and persistence. When we refuse to quit, we continue to excel. It's so simple, yet can be so hard. Kern has given us a great example of how to play the long game with her entrepreneurial efforts thus far. A quote by Josh Shipp reads, perseverance is stubbornness with a purpose. I can relate to Kern's passion to ensure women are recognized as I have the same. I totally agree with Kern that women do not get the same exposure and respect as men. So I also make it my business to fill this gap. Hence, She Leads Podcast. Women, and especially women of color, are doing some great things that go unnoticed. This is why Kern and I do the work we do to elevate women and give us the pat on the back that we deserve and need. A quote by Stephanie Sparkles reads, I love when people that have been through hell walk out of the flames carrying buckets of water for those still consumed by the fire. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Kern mentioned the importance of taking care of ourselves before we give ourselves to others. According to Kern, it is extremely important for us to get our life straight and take care of ourselves first. When we choose to take care of ourselves, we allow ourselves to become filled and show up as a whole person. This in turn allows us to fully show up for those around us. I will make it my business to take care of me first, which can be hard because I'm a mother, employee, podcaster, business owner, daughter, sister, niece, cousin, friend, homeowner, etc., etc. However, I now know that I can't fulfill these other roles properly if I am not good. So I will focus on me so I can focus on everything else. A quote by Katie Reed reads, Self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. My leadership challenge for you would be to think about the one thing that you can take away from this episode and adopt into your life. I know it's hard to absorb too much information at one time, and it's even harder to try and implement too many changes at once. When I attend a training or listen to podcasts, I am to walk away with at least one thing that stuck out to me and one way that I can change as a result. I challenge you to do the same. Don't forget to subscribe to She Leads Podcast for first access to future episodes. And also like and share this episode of She Leads Podcast entitled Success Must Be Taken with Kern Cherry. Thanks. And until next time, Be empowered and empower on.